regular people are taking their knowledge and content, packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. But not everyone is successful with online courses. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And I'm here to help course creators actually succeed with online courses. Hi, I'm Jacques Hopkins, and this is the Online Course Show. And off we go. Welcome aboard. Glad you're with us. I'm Jacques Hopkins, and here with me as well is our co-host. How's it going, Dr. K? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Man, just getting edging closer and closer to back to normal. Kids start back in school in about a week. And as you know, and a lot of listeners know, I am uh, kind of between that road trip that we took and then the kids starting. So able to get a lot, uh, a lot of work done, a lot of good stuff, but it's still, you know, still kids knocking on the door, screaming, uh, won't mm-hmm. go down for naps, this and that, you know, as you know. I uh I work at, out of kind of the back corner of my house in my my home office studio here. So getting a little back back to normal but not quite all the way. How about you man? What's going on? Oh, not too much. Um again, I'm a chiropractor. My practice has been super busy. Uh the thing that's course related that I'm most excited about um way back in episode number 2, you and Nate Dodson were talking about all the reasons that you could create an online course. And you talked about, uh, hey, a good way reason to create an online course would be a lead magnet for an in-person business. And so I recorded all these different videos on just strategies to improve life in general. And I thought I need to throw those together in an online course. And so I call the course Fix the Pain, Level Up Your Life. And it's basically just life hacking according to David Crozy. Um, but I do, um, I mean, I put a lot of videos out on Facebook and it's gotten to the point where when my wife and I are out for walks, I mean, people will stop me and be like, Hey, aren't you that chiropractor? And so I do have some loyal fans in my community. Um, it's basically got six lessons on just how to decrease worry and depression. Um, let's see here, just understand how health problems work. I've got one about how to lose weight. Um, and I have an article in there that I think is just kind of a masterpiece. Uh, but but all these, all these strategies, how to sleep better, um, I'm excited to put it out and have people uh, start to, to watch it. And so uh, if anybody does want, if anybody listening to the podcast wants to, to watch the content for free, you can just go to compasschiro.com uh, slash course and just sign up for it. And uh, I've got all kinds of tips on having a, a better life and hopefully some good sense of humor in there as well. Very cool. Compass Cairo, C-H-I-R-O dot com slash course. And that's just, that's a free course. And and your main motivation is to get out there in your local community. And that can be a a way for people to get to know you a little bit better, give them some value. And hopefully a small percentage of those people that take the the small course then eventually get into your clinic there. Exactly. And I recently started using uh, your recommended service deadline funnel. And so there's this special offer that's uh, exclusively while they're in the seven days that the course is going on. And so the idea is that there's this really valuable offer, but they, if they want it, they have to buy it online in this like six and a half day, seven day period. Very cool. Yeah. All kinds of different applications for courses, obviously. Um, and yeah, Deadline Funnel, that's cool that you're using it here as well. The guest that I had on, we'll hear from in a little bit, is also a big fan of Deadline Funnel, as am I, and lots of people that have been on this podcast, uh, as you know. So uh, let's talk about this podcast a little bit. I, I like to always be leveling up taking things to the next level. 
And you'll notice if you know if you've listened to a lot of uh, a lot of podcasts, not necessarily every one. You know, this is episode 144. Some people have listened to all of them. I think you're one of those people. And uh, you'll notice it, it hasn't been the same. There's been progressions. In fact, there was a name change somewhere. Uh, originally, it was the online course guy podcast, and then I changed it to the online course show. And there's been different intros and, and different formats and segments. And, and I'm just trying to make it as good as possible. Um, and, and the same with my courses and my websites and every, everything, I'm always looking to, to level it up. Well, I had an idea recently for a, a little bit of a change to the podcast. Uh, can, you, you ready to hear about it? Let's hear it. I don't know about you, man, but I subscribe to a lot of podcasts and I think you're the same. And, uh, and I don't know about you. I, you don't have kids, but you obviously have a, you, you do a lot. You've got your, your wife and you have tons of hobbies. Um, so I don't know about you, but I don't have time to listen to all the episodes of all the podcasts that I'm subscribed to. I don't want to unsubscribe from a lot of them in case a really compelling and relevant to me episode comes out. I subscribe to uh, Smart Passive Income by Pat Flynn, uh, Choose FI, Joe Rogan. I mean, Joe Rogan's episodes are over three hours long <laughs> and they come out like four or five times a week. I mean, who has time for all that? Uh, ben Greenfield. Um, so, some local sports ones, uh, Tim Ferriss. And so I was thinking to myself, man, it would be great if some of these podcasts that I like, but don't have time to listen to the full episodes, would just kind of cut out clips of, you know, five to 15 minute clips of, 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 of topics that, that are discussed throughout the podcast and then release those on, on a different feed or on their own feed. That way, if I don't have time to listen to an hour and a half episode, maybe there's this 12 minute and 37 second clip that the title is very relevant to me and in, in what I'm trying to do. And I just thought that would be really cool. So I was like, well, maybe I could do that. Maybe other people would appreciate that. So maybe I can do that with this podcast. And so uh, what I want to do, I'm not, I'm not going to commit to this going forward, but I want to try it for this episode, the episode we're doing right now. Uh, with me and you, and then we're bringing on Stephanie Taylor, which you know, by the way, I mean, you've you've heard the conversation uh, by now. It's uh, it was a fantastic conversation with Stephanie Taylor, very very inspirational. But I'm going to take six clips from this this episode, and it could one of them could even be just me and you talking, and release that to the same podcast feed. So on Tuesday. This episode will come out and it'll be, you know, an hour and a half, two hours long. And then every other day until the next Tuesday, I'll release a small clip from this episode. So if somebody can't consume this whole thing, maybe they'll want to hear a clip or two along the way. So what what do you think about that idea? I think it's a fantastic idea. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, doing the ones from the current episode, I was uh, cause you mentioned this to me last week and I was thinking, I mean, you could go back to some of the early episodes and, and pull out. Mm-hmm. Some of the most uh, most fun portions from, you know, you and Nate talking or some of the earlier interviews. Um, that's another thing that we could look at down the road. But yeah, I mean, um, I don't subscribe to a lot of podcasts. At this point, I really listen to this Snacks Daily podcast every day. Um, it's 15 minutes. I love it. It makes me smile. It makes me laugh. But it is really valuable content for me. And so I think that this idea that you have of the uh, the snippets will provide a lot of value and people will enjoy uh, just hearing the the most high value portions of the podcast. Cool. Well, just like anything else, the best thing we can do is try it. And so I'm going right. to put it out there this week for, for seven days, you know, this full episode and then six more clips. And I'd love to hear back from from listeners if you like the format or, or not. I mean, you can always 
ignore the clips uh, in in your feed if 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 it's not your style. But uh, I think I just think that this is something that I would appreciate in the podcast I listen to. So I'm going to put it out there and see how it goes. And I'd, I'd welcome feedback from those listening on the other side. And so speaking of uh, up leveling, uh, taking things to the next level, you know, I've got this this program called Next Level Courses, and I, I've I've tinkered and tweaked that as well uh, over over the years, really. And I just love helping course creators. I love helping people get started and, and make their first sale. Um, but I but I really love helping people that have courses already and are struggling with some kind of way and, and just to kind of take their course to the next level. And that's that's exactly how I met our guest today, uh, Stephanie Taylor, because I got an application from from her a little over a year ago to join my Next Level Courses program. She had a course already. She had launched. Um, she was still very green. It was very recent. And she applied to be a part of that program, which back then was more of a one-on-one mentorship. And it didn't, it, it took a lot of my time doing it that way. And I could only work with a, a very, very small amount of people doing it that way. So I've since relaunched Next Level Courses uh, as a group coaching program with with its own membership portal, with with advanced trainings for people that already have courses. And it's going really, really well. It's It's a lot of fun. Um, being in that group, I know you're you're in that group, and uh, and so Stephanie Stephanie joined that um, a year and a half ago. Now she's she's part of the the, the newer version as well. So we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but I definitely want to extend an invitation to those listening to this that uh, are inspired by Stephanie's story. Maybe feel like they need some they need they need a coach of some sort. They need some some more advanced uh, training on courses. That's not just beginners getting started. Um, and so you can check that out at uh, theonlinecourseguy.com and, and click on Next Level Courses to get more information or watch my Evergreen webinar with, with even more information uh, there. So um, so that's a little context for Next Level Courses and for Stephanie Taylor. I didn't bring her on the, the podcast just to do a big uh, pitch for Next Level Courses, and, and the listeners will understand that when, when we share the the full conversation with her because her story is very, uh, very inspirational. So, um, man, just we'll, we'll do a full recap cap at the end, but just right off the bat, I mean, what, what did you think of the conversation with her? It was fantastic. She's super inspirational, super charismatic, and yeah, uh, yeah just so much fun to listen to. Lots, lots of energy, lots of drive, and found success pretty quickly with courses. and And I don't think it was an accident. So, um, it was a it was a lot of fun catching up with her. And we'll talk about it on the back end. So without further ado, let's go ahead and play the full conversation with Stephanie Taylor. Stephanie Taylor, hi. It's good to see you. Oh my gosh, Jacques Hopkins. Hello. <laughs> it's, it's good to catch up with you. I hope things have been going pretty well for, for you. I'm excited to finally get you on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm really good. Um, do you know what, Jacques? You changed our lives. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> let's let's not start this out by lying to people. I, you know, I really I really appreciate you saying that so much. Um, I don't know if it's exactly true, but I'm excited to to dig into this a little bit because I know that I had a little bit of impact on your success with courses, but um, I'm certainly not the only resource, and I don't think I've seen anybody work as hard as you either. So you, you have way more, uh, way more credit goes to you than me. There's no question about that. So let's just kind of set this up for people listening. Uh, rent to rent success.com. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Now I am, as you know, I am not very good with real estate or property management, but is this accurate? 
you teach people to how to rent properties and then kind of re-rent them out for a profit. Is that yes. a fair assessment? Yes, that's exactly right. And you have a course on that. How's that going for you? Oh my gosh. I, I, I know I've just got to be chilled and normal. But do you know what? When I reflect on it, I I just I just find it's unbelievable. Um so just to give people a little bit of context, um that I had my son when I was 18 on my, on my own, really struggled financially and then sort of built myself up and got a degree and got what I thought was a decent job. And to now be in a situation where we make more in a month than I used to make in a year when I thought that I was actually doing not super, super well, but well, for me, I was really pleased with where I was. It's, it's, it's 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 just such a it's it's just so crazy and um but but yeah we're getting used to it and I love it. <laughs> now what what kind of job were you in property before? What kind of line of work were you in before? Well, it was a long and winding road. Immediately before, I'd sort of fell on my feet and found a job um, as a contractor in financial services, and it was sort of uh, a project management style of things away getting paid by the day you know a really good rate and um but I had a little hiccup in the fact that my mum got ill and I had one of those wake-up calls moments where I just realized that I was putting my work so important and that my mum really needed me and I just wanted to think of how can I be able to be there for my mum and not only that, it just made me question other things in my life and what what is the right path for me. And uh, because I, at the time I was 45 and I thought, do you know, whatever right path there is, you've got to get on it right now because, you know, uh, you're not a spring chicken. <laughs> well you you like to joke that you're old and you're, and you're far from that we're uh we're, we're actually pretty close in age now uh you're making this transition a lot of people come to me and they don't even know where to start with the topic they're good at a lot of things they have a lot of hobbies and you weren't directly working like your job wasn't this exact thing like how did you first get into the whole rent to rent thing yeah that's interesting i i suppose well, what happened was I thought I've got to do something a bit different. And I started attending all these uh, property events or real estate events. I'll translate for you. Uh, <laughs> I started attending all these events and I was blown away, Jacques. It's, it's like when you come into the online world for the first time and you, you see what people are doing. You're like, really? Funnels and email automation and video and all that. Yeah. And, and also the results people are getting. So people are telling me that they're doing all these different things and normal people. And I thought, oh, maybe that's something that I could do. And I went to one particular event in um, March of 2016 and I was on the front row and I was listening to these two guys and they were explaining about um, the contracts on each property and what their income was on each property and what the relationships were and all of that. And I was just totally blown away. And they explained all their backstory. And I thought, do you know what? I could do this. And um, I went from, you know, I was quite deluded at the time. And uh, it just went from there and we did it and it worked out. And 
I started telling people about it because I was excited. Uh, I'm quite a shy person. Um, and uh, I started doing these videos to like say, do you know what? This is not a scam. This is an actual thing. You know, you, you just do this, this and that. And then you do this, that and the next thing. And so people, I was showing them around the properties that we were doing up and um, explaining things to people just on my own Facebook personal page and um, it, it just all went from there. Now, I, I need you to be completely honest on this podcast. You, you just said that you were shy. Like, what, why, <laughs> why would you lie like that? <laughs> that is not a word that I would use to describe oh you. Oh, gosh. I used to cry when people spoke to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And you said that you, you sat in the front row of this, uh, this event back in March of 2016. And that does not surprise me at all. No, because I was keen. <laughs> right. I wanted right. to make sure I could see the screen as well, because sometimes when you go to these smaller events, everyone's heads in the way. <laughs> okay, so you you saw this presentation, you started getting into this property world, and you started doing this yourself, right? Like you yeah. started renting properties and then re-renting them. I don't know if that's a good term, re-renting, yeah. but you started doing that yourself and getting results yourself, correct? Yeah. What, at what point did you decide to, to start? I mean, you mentioned putting some videos information on your Facebook page, but when did you really think that, so you had this new business, you weren't, you weren't working um, this, this job anymore. You kind of had this transition to a new business where you're doing the rent to rent stuff. When did you decide you were going to package that up into an online course and turn that into a business? Oh, well, like I've heard many people say on, on your podcast, I, was, I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't. I just thought that because we'd only been doing it for a short time since 2016, it all wasn't supposed to happen so quickly. I thought you start asking for the properties and people say no and people say no and people say no. But it, 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 for us, it happened quickly. And um, so we started in, in 2016 with the um, with with getting the properties and I started doing the videos almost soon after. But I was happy to give information out for free. But I did not feel that I could be charging for the information because we're new doing this. So I didn't want to charge. And I remained that way. Also, I didn't want to be going up and down the country speaking to people, which is what I thought it meant if you were going to be a trainer. And uh, so I decided to just keep giving the free information because it, it kind of was helping us build our brand as well. We didn't intend to... The brand towards the landlords and the letting agents, not, not, not for people to buy a course. But what I found was the, the videos that I put on my HMO Heaven property YouTube channel, the ones that really took off on this tiny channel were the ones that said, this is how to set up your own rent to rent business. This is what to do when you're setting up a rent to rent business. And some of them had thousands of views and um, hundreds of comments. And it was a very small channel at the time. I've now, it still is a small channel, in fact. I've now hidden those videos <laughs> because it's not congruent with, the, with that channel. So I set up a separate brand called Rent to Rent Success. And in, I'm, I'm taking a long time to tell this story, but in 2018, I think it was really that we seriously decided or I seriously decided, yes, we can do this. And what happened was people were coming to ask me all the questions. I was pointing them off to various um, 
trainers. And then they would come back and they would say things like, but what about the the offer emails to the landlord? Or what about the letter to so-and-so? Or what about the contract of such and such? And I says, well, did you not go on the course with blah, blah, blah? And they would say, well, yes, but they're not sure about this part. So they paid blah, 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 all of this money. But yet they're coming to ask me for the information. So I just thought, do you know what? Actually we could do something better because part of the reason is, is that you need help when you're implementing. And a lot of these courses were one or two or three days, whereas really you need help when you're putting it into practice. So I thought, well, if we had a longer course, initially it was eight weeks, but since then we've made it three months. I think initially it was six weeks, the very first one. So we we made it six weeks with a live call every week, but you get all the information recorded and step-by-step with all of the documents that you need. And there's a Facebook group attached to it. And our obligation in there is Monday to Friday. So that was the package. And so to, to, to answer your question, after we've been doing the actual business for, was it a year and a half, 2006? Yeah, it's a year. Because it was 2017, 2018, it was two and a half years that we'd been doing the business when we set up the course at the end of 2018. And we launched it at the beginning of last year. So January 2019. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So you started this company, HMO Heaven, and that was your actually rent to rent. That was your rent to rent business. Yes. Yes. And, and you were just being very transparent by posting all this stuff on social media about what you were up to. Which, yes. you know, by the way, we're, we're obviously friends on Facebook now and, and you're doing that about your course and your, your podcast, which we'll get to and all that now. It sounds like this, that's just kind of your style is, was whatever you're into, you share that with the world. And that really turned out to be a great thing for you because you had all these people not, not just asking about your business, but, but for, the, for themselves, like, wow, look what Stephanie Taylor's doing and her sister, which we'll talk about in a second. And, yeah. uh, and, they, and they were coming to you for questions about how they, how they could do the same. Now. Yeah. You are based in Wales, correct? Yeah. And your market is is just Wales, is that right? Well, it's just the UK, so the UK. England, yeah. uh, Scotland, and Wales. Yeah. Okay. Um, amazing. So you launched your course in January of last year, twenty nineteen, and um, and by the way, how did you know how to launch a course? I had no idea about it. <laughs> I didn't know how to make a course. I can't, it's hard to remember back now because now I know quite a bit, but I had written, I didn't know how you translate this whole process from having the idea of a business to setting up all of the aspects of the business, negotiating all of the things to do with the property, putting the tenants and all the rest of it and the systems and everything. I didn't know how to, to make that into something that somebody else can just download and use. And that held me up for quite a long while. So that was 2018 when I decided we had the chance to work with someone else who was helping us to plan out what would be in the course and also to make it into a course. So I just had a Word document. I went away for a week to a retreat. I was just drinking green juice all week. I thought I can kill two pounds with one stone, lose a few pounds <laughs> and, uh, and write the course. Uh, so I wrote the course and in this week, but it was just a sort of bullet point style sort of outline with a little bit 
here talk about this, here talk about that. So I had the whole thing in a Word document. I did not know how to get from there to having a course. And um, it was, in actual fact, it was a, it was a nightmare. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you launched, you launched your course and people bought it. You know, I, it yeah. took me, it took me months and months and months to, to, to get the number of students that you got with your initial launch. So you were, you were to, on some level successful right from the start. And so, yeah. um, I mean, what, what do you attribute that initial success, that initial launch, uh, success to? Yeah, I think what it was, was, it, it was not being a professional, basically. I think that's was is the reason. So I was there, and excuse me, most of the videos would start, "Hello, hello, hello, Stephanie <laughs> here," and you know, uh, people just people just liked it that I was not a trainer, and that I don't know about uh, training as mm-hmm. such, and um, they liked that they'd seen us from the first house. Uh, and seeing what the transformation was with each house. And they saw the excitement of like me going around to each property. And now that I've put this thing together, there was a few people who were, who were excited to give us a try. You had 24 people pay you for that, that, with that first launch where did those people come from? Did you literally just promote it on Facebook like you had done all these other things? Or did you, did you have like an email list and a lead magnet or any of that yet? Well, at the end of November 2018, I, I set up, or it was at the end of the year, November, December 2018, I set up a Facebook group called mm. Rent to Rent Success Secrets. Smart. And the, the, obviously at this stage, the group was very small. So it's maybe got a few hundred people in, you know, and, a couple of hundred. And is it just UK people or are you letting people all, yeah. all over the world into it? It's just UK people. Well, people all over the world can come in, but largely it's just UK people who would buy this thing. So it's just mm-hmm. UK people who really want to come in. And in fact, it's not called Rent to Rent anywhere else as far as I know. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a UK thing. So I had this little Facebook group with a couple of hundred people in at the same time, I said, I believe magnet, which was, oh, I think it's called, it's the guide to getting your first deal, something mm-hmm. along those lines. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> the six step system to get your first deal. I think that's what it's called. So around the same time, we set up that lead magnet and I had a few random people that signed up for other things. So altogether, I, I had there were 600 people, but I don't think some of them were like tenants or landlords or things. So they weren't all for the launch, if you will. Uh, so I had a few hundred people there on an emailing list. Excellent. I, I think creating a Facebook group is, is, is a great uh, first step or one of your first steps because it just starts building a little community. That's one thing I would have wish I would have done much sooner with my piano audience, but I did it pretty early on with my like, online course guy, online course community. Um, audience. And it's, it's a, it's a great way for people to just feel like they're, they're a part of a tribe and they're in this together. And they're, they're all kind of learning from this, this guide. And in that case, that was you. And, um, and I would imagine that not only did you have this lead magnet and then you launched your course in January, but sometime between creating the group and launching the course, you probably offered a lot of value in that group. Is that fair to say? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) The the, 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 the the picture that's coming to mind, Shark, is the 
horrendous webinar that I did and it was in 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 November and December we had been leading up that we're having this webinar Mm -hmm. Uh, it wasn't called a webinar I can't remember what we called it but we said we're having this big training day it was something like the 4th of January and I had gone away again to another green green juice retreat it was absolutely freezing it was a big old house in the country Um, luckily the wi-fi worked but I didn't realize that to do, I was doing it as a Facebook Live. And this was before everybody knew about Zoom and so on. And when I went live on Facebook, I couldn't get them to show my screen. It just, it wouldn't work. So I had to create a video of me doing the presentation behind the slides. So my idea was to go live on Facebook and then play this video that I'd already created but creating that video in where when I was somewhere else and I on I had two computers and the one with the slides on that I'm recording I had to have the whole screen taken up so all the words were on another computer and unfortunately uh, excuse me I didn't realize that by turning my head reading that the sound would just be gone because I didn't, I wasn't wearing a microphone. So the sound was hideous, but I was not re-recording. It took me hours to get all of that redone when I realized what had happened with the sound. So it's, it's a miracle that we got anyone. <laughs> it's a miracle that we got anyone to join. You don't strike me as a tech person. Is that fair to say? <laughs> Yes. Choking on your water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't mean that negatively. We, we've worked together extensively, but is that is that I'm going somewhere with this? Is that fair to say? I mean, based yeah. on the story I just heard. Yeah. But you've every every step along the way, you figured it out, and I think that's a lot of uh, that 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 tricks a lot of people up that are getting into this because people have an expertise in you know helping people to write short stories or, or teaching people to to cut hair like all these random things but they're not necessarily good at live streaming on Facebook and doing webinars and using Zoom and using ClickFunnels and using you know Thinkific and all these things you're not a tech person how how have you managed to get through the the tech hiccups i just what you said really uh i just i <laughs> I don't know what happened to me, Chuck, because I feel like I had the last 20 years where not a lot happened. And then in the last, you know, four to five years, it's like, it's like there's a fire in my belly. And I, I just, and you know, I was going to say nothing's going to stop me, but I'm obviously not going to let, you know, not knowing how to do something technical hold me back when, you know, everybody and its mother knows how to do it apart from me. (laughs) Well, I, I, you know, when we were working together, I remember every time I would, I would say, okay, Stephanie, I, I would recommend you do this, 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 and this. And you would just look at me like, like you would have this look on your face, like how, how am I going to do that? Like, I don't know this, like, I don't know this tech. You would do that to me every time. But I knew, like at that point I knew you and I knew you would get it done. And every time you'd come back the next week and not only would you have it done, but it would be, it would exceed my expectations. So um, it was just, it was always funny to see that, but I knew that you would get through it. So to me, the biggest thing is just persistence and be- believing in yourself. You would, you would get kind of hung up at first, but eventually you would say, okay, I can do this or we can do this. And, uh, and you would always get through it. You always would. Is that, do, do you think that's a fair assessment of you? Um, 
I think it's it's the it's the power of having a coach you see I, I think that if I was on my own I wouldn't I, I don't think I would feel like I could do it and I don't think I would know what to do <laughs> well accountability accountability and 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 coaching is is very important we'll get into that a little bit um by the way um today is my youngest daughter's third birthday and um and I can hear her screaming right now. I don't know if you can hear that. Uh I think that she probably doesn't want to take a nap today because it's her birthday. So uh my wife is is probably tending to her right now. So if you hear some screaming, it's okay. It's okay. It's her birthday. I promise she's had a good day so far. Um okay. Stephanie, how how did we get connected? Where where, where did you where did where did you hear about me? Could I just say happy birthday to your daughter? <laughs> <laughs> What's which one is it? Uh, Zoe. The, she, Zoe just turned three. My oldest just turned five a few days ago. But today is Zoe, the three-year-old's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Zoe. I will, I will tell her you said that. Thank you so much. Um, so where did we meet? Well, I was driving from Wales to Scotland, which is a long drive. Not to, perhaps not to Americans. It's about five hours. It's a very long drive in the UK because it's a I just small I just drove six thousand miles all over the United States. <laughs> that doesn't sound like much. <laughs> yeah, you got a big country there, but that, that sounded like an awesome trip. But I was on this I was on this journey, mm-hmm. and I was listening to Pat Flynn's podcast. I listened to both of them, but on this particular occasion, I was listening to I was binge listening Ask Pat. And when we got to your episode, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And then, of course, I went across to the online course, a podcast, and I just, I just listened to them all. Not, I mean, I, I, it was five hours, so I probably didn't get through the whole podcast. There was a few days <laughs> of binging. I was listening to it all the way there, all the way back, and for quite a few days afterwards, so you first heard about me on uh, Pat Flynn's podcast, and then you started listening to this very podcast, The Online Course yeah. Show. Um, yeah. and, and I guess you, at the time, you're probably thinking, okay, I've tasted success. I launched this course, but I don't really know where to go next, yeah. right? And then you reached out to me, and you actually applied to, to my high-level uh, program for people that already have courses. And at the time it was, it was, um, it was very one-on-one and, and I've since transitioned it to uh, more group coaching and that program is called next level courses. And so you, uh, you applied to that. It was application only. And I actually have your application up right here. If you don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Do you mind if I read part of it? Oh Well, am I going to sound like a stalker? Probably. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> no, I think it sets up pretty good context to where you were. And this, so this came through on my end on March 6th of 2019, right? So you had launched your course in January. And, uh, and I think this just, this is a good, um, just provides really good context and, and I can leave some things out if you want, but I don't think no, there's anything no, no, that's, no, no. yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> you told me you're an open book. Um, so it says, it says, tell me about your current business. All right. So this is a year and a half ago. And, uh, and by the way, we haven't really talked about Nikki much, your sister. And I, and I do want to get into that and your relationship with her. And, and she's very involved in this business as well. It's not just you. Um, but you start by saying with my sister, Nikki, I run HMO heaven. 
which is the, the business that you have that, that you actually doing the thing. That's not your course business. Uh, a property refurbishment and management company based in Wales in the UK. Our specialism is transforming house shares from hellish to heavenly. We provide beautiful, affordable homes to young professionals, guaranteed rent and freedom for tenant management, and total peace of mind to landlords and investors. We've been so successful in growing this business in under three years that our inbox is filled with people asking for coaching and mentoring. For a long time, we provided free content online and directed inquiries to other trainers. So that's, that's exactly what you, you've been telling me. Like that's, that's the same thing uh, for paid courses. So you're, you're sending people um, to, to, uh, to others. And, and, you know, it's, it's not unlike me. Like I, I started Piano in 21 Days back in 2013. And so I started to find success and um, people would hear, hear about my story and they would ask me for advice and I would give them a little advice here and there or, and then I would maybe send them off to some other online course course, right? So eventually like people ask and ask and ask. And I mean, as entrepreneurs, we got to, we got to make the thing, um, that helps people that they're asking for. So I definitely resonate with that. Um, and then it says, eventually I thought, what if we served our community better and in the way they want? I like that line right there. And then you said in January this year, we launched our first online course. We, we hoped for 12 people. We had over 30. We accepted 24 and are just finishing the first course. It's been fantastic experience. It gives us so much joy to see the results people are getting. Our, co- our course is called Rent to Rent Kickstarter. It's for people wanting to escape the 95 and create their own prof- profitable property business without a huge pot of cash to start. You remember writing all those words? Yeah. Oh <laughs> next, my God. Qu- next question. How much in monthly revenue and profit are you currently making from your course? You sold your beta course. You remember what you sold your beta course for? 65. This says 625 pounds. Yeah, yeah, 625. 625, okay, I thought you said 65. Uh, Yeah, so 625, and so you made about 15,000 pounds from this, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure, I mean, how how did that make you feel when you you brought in 15,000 pounds like that? Um, Do you know, I, I was, the whole thing has been unbelievable. I was, I was, I was delighted. I was more delighted about having that 12 people wanted to do it yeah. you know i that's what i was really i'm really thrilled about and then the next question is how much in monthly revenue and profit do you want to be making from your course you said the sky's the limit <laughs> initially but then you said initially ten ten thousand pounds per month revenue which i think is yeah. a very very reasonable it, it's and it's great to have goals too like if you would have just said the sky's the limit okay that's hard to work with. And, and some of the people in next level courses right now that I'm working with uh, uh, from a group setting, you know, I'll, I'll often ask them like, Hey, you know, what's you're making $2,000 a month from your course right now. Like, where do you want to get this? And if they tell me just like as high as possible, or if they tell me like $150,000 a month, it's like, look, let's, (laughs) let's get more realistic. And you can't hit 150,000 until you hit 10,000 a month. And so um, you had a goal of, of going to 10,000 pounds per month, which I thought was, that, that really jumped out at me when I was looking at this application um, at the time. The next question, what goals have you not reached but think you could with Jacques' mentorship program? Very, we're very early on and I think Jacques can help us get started the, in the right way and grow faster than on our own. Yeah. Why do you want to work with Jacques? Well, sometimes people who've watched me on YouTube write beautiful notes to me as though they love me and know me. I'm often surprised 
by the intensity. Do you want me to stop? Or are we good? <laughs> I love this. I love this. I should have told you ahead of time I was going to do this, but uh, I was really excited about this. Uh, I'm often surprised by the intensity of feeling expressed. Now I get it. That's how I feel about Jacques. <laughs> I like the way he does things in his philosophy ever since I first came across him on uh, Smart Passive Income Podcast. I like the way that you serve your community um, and that you focus on maximizing revenue and profit while being ultra efficient so you can enjoy your life with your family. I just resonate. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. I hope this doesn't sound creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> Oh, I could tell it was going to be fun working with you just by reading this application. Uh, so almost done here. Um, next level courses cost $5,800. Can you and your business support this investment? Eek. It's a lot for us. And yes, we can support this investment because we understand how transformational it will be for us personally and for our business. As we go further in business and embark in the world of online courses, we're growing and it's incredibly exciting. We'd love to work with you. Um, yeah, I back then... Um, and, and the, the current group format doesn't cost that much anymore. But when I was working one-on-one with people like I did with you or, or in your case, you and Nikki, um, I did charge a, you know, a higher amount for that. Um, cause I really wanted, uh, I wanted to be paid what I thought I was worth for my time, but I also wanted to come across to people in your situation that it was, um, it was going to make you that much or more back. Right. I think if I would have charged a hundred dollars, like it wouldn't, I wouldn't have, that wouldn't have even attracted you. And, and I would assume that, um, the, the higher price point made you feel like you were actually going to get that, uh, and more in return. Did, did you, did you, is that kind of what was going through your head when you saw that number? Um, I remember it being more because, but I think each stage of business you break through a little bit and you break through a little bit. Yeah. So that was quite an early stage. And so we weren't used to spending that amount. But I suppose the more times that you spend that amount, the less that it seems relatively. And um, I think that I was said, I was so keen to work with you. I was so keen to work with you then. It took me ages to actually press the button mm-hmm. after that. Partially that was because I have to, not have to, but we choose to justify each other, justify to each other the spend if it's going to be expensive. And because I'm the more one, who wants to buy things, which sometimes turn out to be not a good buy. Um, I, I kind of felt, oh, oh, is it the right thing? Because I, I need to justify the spend. And um, But in the end, I just thought, you know what, I can't, we can't not do this. Um, so that's why, it, and, and it's worked out to be uh, an incredibly good uh, investment. Well, I very much appreciate um, you putting your trust in me. It was it was just so much fun working together. And um, when we started working together, you had a course already, obviously, and you had uh, made sales, right? Yeah. So we worked together for essentially eight weeks. And um, and what was our focus? What was our focus during the eight weeks? And what did you come out with at the end of it? Well, our focus was to create an evergreen funnel. But if you remember, because I don't like to do anything simple, I wanted to first of all, launch again with all the bells and whistles. And then after that launch, it was so much that I decided to do the evergreen funnel as well, also within the eight weeks. <laughs> so we actually did two pretty big things mm-hmm. together. Um, yeah, but we were able to reuse some of the, the stuff from um, from the live launch too. So 
I helped you kind of redo your, your webinar, your scripts for your webinar. Right. And, um, you went through, you guys went through expert secrets and we, we put yeah. some secrets together and, um, yeah. some stories and, and, yeah. uh, recrafted your offer. And so yeah. you were able to relaunch with that, uh, script, but then t- also turn that into an evergreen, uh, funnel as well. Um, so how did that next launch go? Uh, if you, if you could refresh my memory and tell the audience and then, um, <laughs> once you, once you turned on the evergreen funnel, uh, what yeah. happened? That was exciting. So the, the second launch, um, I'm a bit crazy. So I just thought that because we'd done the first launch and this launch was going to be even better, we had much better stuff, like a proper webinar, as opposed to the sort of cra- car crash that we had previous. And um, and so I was thought, oh, well, 100 people are going to join this time. I don't know why. <laughs> but anyway... 30 people joined the second time and actually now I reflected back I'm really happy with that but I was a bit disappointed at the time and then we decided to do the evergreen funnel and again that I find that quite hard <laughs> um, but maybe maybe it isn't especially you couldn't outsource a lot of things but I was trying to do it myself um so we did the evergreen fund and the best thing about that was that we switched it on in July and the first sale was my mum was staying here and we'd gone over to, I live on a river in Newport and we'd gone to a restaurant that's on, on the other side of the river and it was a lovely day. We'd had a lovely time together. We'd obviously been telling her all about the course and she was excited for us. And um, we walked back across the bridge and came back uh, to the house and uh, I saw that we'd had a sale. And it just was like a magical moment that uh, when you're just out enjoying yourself with your family, that people are buying your cause because they've seen, you know, they've got to know you through the videos and the emails and all of these other things. And they bought the course. So for the first time, you had sold a copy of your course without doing a live launch. Yes. And that was an amazing feeling, especially yeah. in light of what you were doing at the time, just hanging out with your mother, not really even thinking about it, right? Or, yeah. or knowing you, you probably were thinking about it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then did the, the second evergreen sale come pretty quickly too? Yeah, it was. Honestly, that first month, we put the price up to a 997 uh, when, in the evergreen. But if they bought it on the webinar, then it was 897. Mm-hmm. And that very first month, uh, we were surprised to to make eight thousand pounds. So eight thousand pounds doesn't sound like a lot of money now, <laughs> but it was it was like wow at the time it was. So so does that mean uh, an, what's an average month for you? You know the past six months much higher than that. Yeah, well we it, there's been a little bit of blips so. After that, we were we we went ten thousand pounds. There was quite a few months of, I've actually, there was quite a few months where it was always over ten thousand pounds, and um, yeah, I've got I've got it here, and then we went up to 
over £20,000. We had four months where it was over £20,000, I think, uh, up until February of this year. And my, well, I'll tell you about my aims in a minute. But uh, I, um, and then we had a bit of a wobble because it was quite frightening, well, for everybody, when this corona happened. 23rd of March, it happened here in the UK that we had the 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 heavier lockdown sort of thing. And um, then in April, March sales were just normal. But April, you know, hardly anything. And we, but part of that reason was because we decided to turn the advertising off. We had some Facebook ads by that stage and we decided to turn it off. But then we decided to turn it back on. And actually, it's been absolutely fine. And since then, I'm I'm just looking now. So April, uh, April two. You're looking for revenue in April 2020, which yeah. would be the first full month after the lockdown started. Yeah, but um, oh, that's not very good then. <laughs> Uh, am I looking at the right column? This is one of Nikki's spreadsheets, and it's it's um, kind of complicated. So April, it looks like eight thousand, which doesn't strike me as correct, and then twenty thousand in May and fourteen thousand in June. So it's been a bit up and down, hasn't it? And then July seventeen thousand, and I've just started working with a chap who um, will be managing our uh, Facebook ads because we've, we've been doing quite well, excuse me, with, with Facebook ads. But, um, but he's going to be taking it over. Our spend on Facebook ads is quite small, but it brings in a lot of leads and we get a lot of sales from the Facebook ads. Uh, from memory, just from a random month, one month we spent... Uh, 15,000 and the sales which are specific to the Facebook ads were 6,000 just over 6,000 so um, that's pretty typical of my my ad spending but with some professionals in charge I think that we can do a bit better I heard the numbers I heard were spending 15,000 and making 6,000 oh 1,500 1,500 and making 6,000 so much better. I, I was like, how was how, how a negative RI good thing, uh, Stephanie? Okay, so where are you getting traffic? You're getting traffic from Facebook ads and where else? Yeah, and it's, it's um, we're getting from organic. So we get the traffic from YouTube. We get traffic from Facebook, obviously, not mm-hmm. Facebook ads, just organic Facebook. And our blog. Really? Because we've got... This is a new thing. So I had all these videos on YouTube. And so I had said to myself, I was going to make blog posts out of them all and put them on the website because the content's really good. And I thought I had to do it myself. But eventually somebody had suggested getting, um, asking a VA to do it. So I got a VA to do it. And um, she, I was supposed to check them before they went up. But in the end, I said, you know what, just put them up because... I I don't really want to devote the time at the moment. And those blog posts have done amazing because one of them in particular, when you put rent to rent with a number two, 
The first non-ad is a link to this particular blog post, which is about contracts. Great. And yeah, so so that's how we, we've been getting traffic. So, so jumping back to the numbers we were just talking about, it sounds like you're bringing in between 10 and 20,000 pounds a month. Is that... Yeah. I would say usually it's between, it had been between 15 and 20 mainly. And I think that is still the case, although we have had a blip, a blip month. Yeah. But normally it's, it's somewhere there, but we thought that it was going to go down a lot more. Um, But we just had to, you know, keep going because what we realized was with COVID, okay, a lot of people might not want to, to move forwards with, this sort of thing at this time but then there's on the other side there's a lot of people who will want to move forward in the UK we've got this thing called furlough where the government's paying 80% of people's wages and um, so they might be off work getting 80% of their wages and actually be looking for things that they've been meaning to do and this might be a thing or for some people this is a thing that they've been meaning to do that they've been putting off because they didn't have enough time and now they have the time so they want to move forward so what if I went back to you four or five years ago when you were working your job and I said, Stephanie, in about five years, you're going to be banking about 15,000 pounds a month no. selling an online course. Oh my gosh. What, what, would, what, would, what would have been going through your head and what does that mean to you today? Oh, wow. Wow. Um, I honestly wouldn't have believed you because I, I did have the self-belief and I didn't have the... You know, one of the things that you have to do becoming, uh, doing an online course, it, that, one of the things that feels most special to me is you have to become a leader. But when you become a leader, you also inspire other people to become leaders as well. And, you know, first of all, you're a leader in your own life and then it, it ripples out Uh and that that's one of the things that I really enjoy about about the work that we do that even for people who are not planning to do this particular specific strategy that they might see me as somebody who um, previously was not especially successful um, and has in a short period of time changed a lot of things uh, and and it gives other people that little spark. Maybe I could do that as well. And uh, so that's one of the things I love about what we do now. The other things is are that I get to work with my sister, and uh, she's she's amazing. And we so it's a family thing that when Mum uh, wants to. At the moment, my mum looks after my gran, who's in her 90s, and uh, they live in Birmingham, which is about, about two hours away. But when, when, and obviously my nan is keen to stay where she is, she's part of an active church community, etc. And so, but when my nan is no longer here, then my mum will move to Wales, and we know we can buy her a house, or we can we can do whatever we want. And my son, Alex, he's just buying his own first house, and also we are helping him in lots of different ways. Not He wants to do it himself financially, although we've been able to um, help him to work with an interior designer to, that's something he wouldn't have thought of, to work it to his own budget and all of that. And 
And also we're able to, hopefully, I would love to be able to bring him into the business to have him have his own rent-to-rent company, you know, where he is in Birmingham and to become part of the business as as well. So, so yeah, it, it's totally changed, um, changed everything. You said something about, uh, about how kind of you have to be a leader. You have to be a leader in your niche uh, and to succeed with your course. I know back uh, in 2013 when I got the idea for my piano course, I wasn't a great leader and I wasn't comfortable on camera. I was very reserved. Uh, somebody listening to this, it's like, well, I'm not really a leader. And, and I'm, and, and I'm kind of like Jacques was, uh, you know, that, that might, that you saying that might not resonate with them. Do you, how, what about somebody who doesn't feel like they're, they're just a natural leader? Can they succeed with this? Oh yeah. Because the beautiful thing about it is that your people love you exactly as you are. So the fact that you're always going on live and then there's some technical mishaps going on or you've got the camera back to front or um, you've, you're stumbling over your words, all of that, all of your imperfections, uh, the things that, that people love about you and that over time you grow to love about yourself. That's well said because I'm not, I don't think I'm a good piano teacher for everybody. Um, I certainly get, get comments from a lot of people saying that I'm not very good or I'm not a very good piano teacher, or they don't like the way that I teach piano. But, uh, obviously I've got a lot of people that, that do love, um, do love it. And there's, you know, how many, 7 billion people in the world, right? You you just got to kind of carve out your particular niche and find those people that do resonate with the way that you teach and your personality and your quirks. Um, and I think I've, I've done that. It sounds like you've definitely done that as well. And I think that's kind of the message uh, that you're trying to share right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So Nikki, Nikki Taylor, your sister, yeah, you went into, you went into not only the rent to rent uh, course, but, yeah. but you, but you went into the HMO heaven uh, first business uh, with her as well. Right. Why did you decide to go into business with your sister? Well, it's a bit of a sh- surprise, Jacques, that I'm in business with my sister. My mum was quite worried about it because she, she, what did she think? She was worried that uh, we wouldn't get on and that it would end in tears because we did tend to, we loved each other obviously before, but we just used to bicker because she's very pernickety. She always likes everything done a certain way. She's not taking anything for granted. She's you're you're giving her the shorthand version that she wants to know all the details and is this and that and what criteria are you basing this on and all of that malarkey and um so yeah she was slightly irritating the other thing that was very irritating about her is that uh she was nearly always right as well which is <laughs> extremely irritating in the sibling um but um the thing we when we started working together obviously we're a bit older maybe that helps um but now I love all of those qualities about her and we have found a way to be together. It's just, um, I heard something called, I I think it was radical honesty. Mm -hmm. Um, but what we found is that when you're with somebody and they say something to you, you don't necessarily just hear what they've said to you. You hear the history of everything that's happened previously as well. And so I like um we we had one thing like if I say I don't want to do accounts or I don't I don't want to find my receipts or something she hears that as or she used to hear that as I don't value what you do and your contribution to the business 
And so we had some talks about things like that, that I don't want to be involved in any of that stuff. <laughs> so don't ask me. And, um, but I value what you do and uh, let's find a way to do whatever we need to do that I don't have to be involved and still have a way to show you that I really value um, what you bring to the business because at the end of the day there would be no business if we didn't have all of that behind the scenes working nicely would, would there be a business without Nikki like wh- where where would this whole thing be if, if you never made a decision to go into business together oh yeah I would still be in business mm-hmm. but it wouldn't be the same business what, what would be uh, different um I might have got it together because I would need somebody to be able to do what Nikki's doing. So I would need to have known to bring in people. And I did, because of my other sort of hobby business years ago, know that I needed to bring people in for the systems, um, like we did in the HMO Heaven business. But yeah, it would be different because nobody cares as much as the owners, especially at the beginning. And um, so it's been great having somebody on the team who is just... Uh, reconciling the accounts and sometimes I, I glimpse the emails that go back and forward between Nikki and the bookkeeper <laughs> and I just I'm glad I'm not involved in it how do you think that Nikki would answer that question would there be a business without, without me you. yep no there would be there wouldn't be a business she but, she she would say that but I mean, so you're kind of, are you the kind of the face of the business? You're kind yeah. of like the spokesman, the face, and she's kind of yeah. the, the back end systems type, type person. Yes. Right. Yes. I, uh, I've always worked on my businesses by myself. I mean, I kind of have a team here and there. Um, but, but I've never really like owned a business, um, with anybody else. And I honestly, I can't imagine doing that. Like I can't imagine, like I love being in charge and then having a team of people to help me out, um, mm-hmm. and, and call the shots. Uh, have you ever, you know, second guessed uh, the way you've, you've set things up? And, and are there any stories where you guys were just like really butting heads on, on a decision you had to make? I can't think of um, something like that. I think that's great. <laughs> I think the, um, the the way the way we were butting heads was because you know the things that I was saying were doing was giving an impression that I was not wishing to give. So, but now I'm, I'm able to know that and make sure that I give the true impression, um, which is you're very valuable to me and I couldn't do this without you. It, so- it sounds like the key to success with you guys and, and your partnership is, is simply communication yeah. and, and proper communication. Well, um, I want to talk next about relaunches because we, we talked about that first launch and then we talked about the, uh, the launch, um, Q, uh, later in Q1 or early Q2. Um, those were both live launches and then you set things up evergreen. Have you done any more live launches since then? You've got to be joking. <laughs> no, I, I, um, I, we, we sometimes do a webinar, you know, mm-hmm. we sometimes get invited to do a webinar. Um, but on this spreadsheet, there's a place where it gives the total for the whole lot, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think I've got it. So um, we, I don't feel the need to be launching all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I prefer to 
actually put out all the information we put out, um, attract a load of people, and a small percentage of them will want to work with us. And I prefer for them to get in touch with us rather than the other way around. Um, so I'm my plan is not really to launch, but I would like to have more partnerships. Mm-hmm. And we have been approached by a number of different companies to partner with us that they already deliver some sort of networking or training of some sort, and they want to bring us in as the rent-to-rent part. Great. So kind of a newer traffic strategy for you guys is to do um, some joint venture stuff. But, um, But this Evergreen webinar is working for you. Uh, what do you, what about people that go through your evergreen webinar, but they just aren't ready to buy right then. But a month later they, they're like, Hey, Stephanie, I'm ready to buy now. How do you handle those people? Well, well, um, we, we let them back in. We, (laughs) (laughs) we, um, because remember our webinar is not time-based. It's offer-based. It used to be time-based, so you've got five days to join. But now it's you've got five days to join at this price. Oh, it's not time-based; it's offer-based. So, so you're ne- you never say this is the last chance to enroll. You say this is the last chance to get it at this price. Yeah, we changed it at the beginning of the year. Oh, okay. Why did you change it? Because of the scenario I just described. Yeah. Uh, and also because people would join because it was their last chance and then they would be in the group and then see somebody else join the day after. <laughs> that's so, a, that's, that's a good way to do it. So right now the full price of your course is what? Oh, well, this is a bit of uh we, we, we had it at nine, nine, seven, you know, for a long time. And then just before all this, Malarkey happened. We had decided to put it up to 2,497. And, but I didn't feel good about that in March. And so what I decided to do was to, I just redone the webinar with the new pricing. And, you know, I don't like doing webinars, so I did not want to redo it. But I was able to edit some parts of the video um, to, to offer the discount back to the old price. And the reason I did that is because selling is a strange thing. And it's really about, it's really as much about the seller as it is about the buyer. So I have to feel really happy about the price. And so when we had all the beginning of COVID and everything, I didn't feel happy with the price. And also it wasn't really selling. Um, Although it may have done had we just left it at that or had I had more conviction uh, but I I just decided to just discount it to 997 for the foreseeable until we get through all of this so I'm selling it at the price that I feel is an amazing value for people and that I really feel comfortable with selling 997 pounds yeah that's the full price or that's the webinar price that's the full price there's only one yeah, that, 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 there's only one price now. It's it's two four nine seven discounted to nine nine seven. The everywhere where people can buy it within the funnel, that is the that is the arrangement, and people can only buy it in the funnel. They can only buy it in the funnel. See, that's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. If somebody is outside of the funnel, how do they buy it? Well, they just say, "Can I get in your course?" <laughs> <laughs> and we say, "Yeah, it's nine nine seven. Okay. Or we so, could say, yeah, it's 2497. 
Right. So before you were discounting at like a hundred pounds. Um, and then you, you were going to jump into this new pricing model of essentially 2,500 pounds and then COVID hit and you're like, well, let's go back to 997. So it sounds like it's a little bit in flux still, but that's just kind of where it is right now. Yeah. So at the moment it's 997, but, um, once things return fully back to normal, um, we'll, we'll, Put it up a little bit. By the way, when's that going to happen? When are things turning back to normal? <laughs> I don't know. I keep hearing about this new normal, but I don't like it. I don't like the new normal. <laughs> well, the, uh, the, you know, normally I like to meet with people in person. Not that we would have done this podcast in person because there's a big ocean in between us, but, um, you know, we, we, we work online and, and, you know, we don't have to wear masks, uh, meeting virtually over zoom here, which is yeah. nice. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your webinar because when we, when I helped you set it up early last year, uh, I instructed you to do ever webinar. Yes. And as you know, since then, and, and most podcast listeners will know that I am no longer using ever webinar for a variety of reasons. Um, it just eventually got to me that, um, it just felt like to some extent I was duping people into, into pretending it was live yeah. with the fake chats and all that. Um, and so I know for, for all of my next level courses, students, as soon as I implemented a new system and, uh, not only was it a better experience for the students, um, for my students, but also that it, for me, it converted better than ever webinar I immediately shared it with you guys. And I think you were one of the first to implement it. And, and, um, and that was several months ago. Uh, what do you think of that new system and are you still using it today? Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, we used to get a lot of emails from people saying, Oh, you didn't answer my question. And people saying, is this live? Even though there's an, a message across the bottom that says, this is recorded. Please email if you've got any questions. Um, but obviously because the, because the comments are popping up as they're watching, that's what drives people to believe, um, to question it um so yeah so we we feel it's working but we don't know i don't know the numbers on that one you know whether it's working better or not but we're happy with our sales because i just feel that in these sort of times when you've got when you're selling something which is an in-person thing um you just feel blessed to do anything at all really yeah i like to um i like to treat other people as i would like to be treated and, and everybody's different. Everybody wants to be treated a different way, but that's, that's how I do things. And eventually I was just like, man, is, if, I'm, if I'm attending a webinar like this where there's a fake number of attendees and, and clearly a fake chat, um, then that's really going to turn me off to that product. And so the, the system that we have now is just so much simpler, right? And um, you just, the people opt in for the webinar and then immediately the webinar starts playing, right? Awesome. And, uh, and so it's great that you still have it set up like that. Um, I don't know if you, you're on like the, the Russell Brunson ClickFunnels email list anymore, um, but they actually have been promoting a brand new webinar, evergreen webinar software lately. Have you seen any of this? I haven't, no. It's called Webinar Fuel. And, uh, and I sat through the presentation just because I like to, to stay up to date. And they were talking about all these cool new features. And uh, I, when, I, when I implemented the new evergreen webinar system several months ago, I the first thing I did was I tried all the, all the softwares, like, um, there's stealth seminar and click meeting and all of those. And, and they just, nothing was as good as ever webinar and ever webinar was, was awful. Yeah. And so I was like, well, maybe they, they figured something out and there are some cool features in this new one webinar fuel, but most of them like are even more pretending it's live. 
Um, they even have like a big red flashing live in the, in the top left of the video, even though the software, they don't even do live webinars. It's completely evergreen webinar software. And so it seems like the industry is still going in this direction of pretending it's live. And, um, and so I'm glad, I'm glad we were able to switch you over to this, this newer, um, to me, more authentic, uh, system for evergreen webinars. And even though you don't, know the numbers, it seems like it's, it's going well and you don't have plans to uh, switch off of it anytime soon. No, no. Well, we, we, we know what the sales are. And as I say, we're, we're really happy with, with the sales. You launched a new podcast. Yes. You're a <laughs> podcaster now. Welcome to the club. I'm uh, a podcaster. It, it, what's the motivation there? Another traffic source to your course or is it something more than that? Well, I'm hoping that people are going to fall in love with me on podcast as well. <laughs> um, so I, I love podcasts. I love listening. And um, I, I obviously you can do it when you're out and about and you can do it all over the place. And so I, for a long time, I've been thinking it would be great to have a podcast. And because I'm also writing a book, I have loads of content as well. And so it's kind of easy for me to be able to, uh, you know, have material there for a podcast and a podcast. So I've got this great system as well, Shark, which is that. So I do the solo episodes on my own, so obviously. But then every other episode, I have um, a rent to rent rock stars where it's somebody who's done really well uh, and an interview. Is, so that, I, is it normally one of your students or no? Yes. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Okay. But of, oftentimes, yes. But I try to obviously mix it up and bring different perspectives in. So uh, so with the Rent to Rent Rockstars, we go live in – we use StreamYard. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, did you introduce me to that? Probably. I love StreamYard. By the way, today they just announced uh, – and this may mean nothing to you, but they just announced high-definition uh, 1080 – streaming on StreamYard. I'm super pumped about it. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. As long as they can see me, that's fine. Um, so um, I'm, I'm using StreamYard both for the ones where I'm just recording and not going live, but on the interviews, I go live. I go live on the Facebook group. I go live on the Facebook page. I go live on LinkedIn. I go live on YouTube all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then my VA takes the uh, recording. She puts it, she puts the video on Instagram. And then she also puts the, um, the audio in the podcast folder ready for the podcast editor. So it's just like, it takes me an hour time and I've got all of those assets everywhere. We are recording this right now on Zoom, and we are not live anywhere else. This is not StreamYard or anything. Uh, convince me why I should be re- I should be streaming this very conversation right now instead of the way I'm doing it. Right. Well, the reason that I like to do it is because the assets are live when I hang up. So if I wanted to do it the longer way, you could download this video. Mm-hmm upload it onto YouTubes, upload it onto LinkedIn, upload it onto Facebook, upload it onto Instagram. You have to upload it onto Insta anyway. But I prefer not to have any of those tasks to do, not to have to ask my VA to do any of those tasks. It's all already done. And so that's why I like it. And also the engagement you get when you're live is is better. Although that's in my opinion, is not a reason enough to do it if that's your only reason. But certainly we get more engagement on LinkedIn 
um, because, you know, just because of how LinkedIn is, Mm -hmm. you get more engagement and there's a bit more engagement perhaps than there would be if we just uploaded it on Facebook. So the main motivation is just a a more streamlined process of getting to all these platforms. Um, Secondary thing is the interaction. Are you use like, are you actually looking at the comments while you're interacting with the guest at all? Yeah. So how I do it, I want it to be good for the podcast. Um, So I, what you can do, as you know, within StreamYards, the comments from all of the platforms come up in one place. So when the person's uh, making a really good comment and somebody says, oh, I so agree, I can say, oh, yes, so-and-so, so-and-so is just saying she absolutely agrees with that point. Or Susie's got a great question. What about such and such? What do you think of that? Because that that works well for the people watching, but it also works well for the people who are going to listen to the podcast later. Very interesting. I'm always learning things from you as well. <laughs> uh, so w- what's the name of the podcast? It's called the Rent to Rent Success Podcast. Oh, I love it. I love it. Original, <laughs> like the online course show. Um, now, Stephanie, is is the podcast and, and just your message in general, is it still just for people in the UK? Or or can, can people in the United States and Australia and other co- countries get value from, say, your podcast? Yeah, well, people have been listening from all around the world, and that has been so such a joy. I, I can see them in, in the Buzzsprite app. And so, what I say, if you're listening all around the world and you would like to have a little get, go, I think if you listen to episode one, which is called "Why," um, it's a little bit more about us. I think it. I think the concept of it is relevant, but if you don't want to get into property using this strategy, you're probably not going to listen to all the descriptive. Uh, episodes about how to do it but if you want to go over and say hi and listen to number one that would be amazing and if you would leave me a review while you're there (laughs) that would be (laughs) incredible excellent i'll make a note to um to to do that myself at least oh thank Um, you thank you for coming on um so the podcast the online course the blog, uh, the Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, like all these, all these places, all these things you've got going on. And, um, don't think I'm just going to let you say that you're writing a book and not come back to it. All these things are going on and you're writing a book as well. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think, I think it's partly that I used to love to read as a girl. I was very shy. As I said, I used to love reading and um, I don't know that I dreamed about writing a book, but it means a lot to me to, to write a book. And uh, this is only going to be, this is going to be the first book because um, this book, it took me so long to decide what kind of book to make it because I want to make it bigger than Rent to Rent. But then I realized I actually want to have one book that's all about Rent to Rent and the best way to do it, the way to do it, as you put it, the right way you know, delivering exceptional value, uh, receiving exceptional results. So um, that's, so that's why I wanted to write the book. I want to put it out there in a format where anybody who wants to work with us, almost free, uh, can do so. And they've got the whole thing all in order with all our best thinking on this in, in a book format. Um, and then I've got lots of other ideas for books after that. So I, I know the answer to this, but you have a course that you're selling for a thousand pounds. Um, 
probably going to be selling for 2,500 pounds soon and maybe even more. Um, why would you write a book when you're selling the content for that much? Why would you, why would you write a $10 book? Yeah, it's, it's, it is a really great question. And, um, but why I want to do it is because it, it means more to me to have that, that message out there and to, to own this, you know, the rent to rent niche and to really have said everything in the best way, uh, because there are a couple books out on rent to rent. So our aim is to make this the best book. And what the book will do, it's going to give people the six step system, the six step rent to rent success system. It's going to give them that. So as we said earlier, a small number of the people who we you know, hopefully the thousands of people who read the book, <laughs> um, a small number of those will, will actually want to work with us and get all of the other resources and everything that we have and our support to go through it. And so, yeah. It's like Pat Flynn says a lot, be everywhere. And that's what you're <laughs> trying to do, right? I'm sure you've heard him say that before. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. But but one mistake I see people make is they try to be everywhere all at once, right at first, right? And so I think we have a lot to learn from your story in that you kind of started on Facebook and you really dialed that in and then you started a YouTube channel and then you took that and you and then you did a blog and it's it's uh, we're over a year into this and now you're starting a podcast and then next is the book. You didn't try to do all those things at once. You did one thing, kind of dialed in the process for that thing and then went to the next one. And I just really admire um, that process. Now, if I could add to a reason to do the book, and you kind of alluded to this, is that you're hoping that a small percentage of the people that buy and read your book will eventually go to your course. And I don't know if you ever have plans to make an even higher end, like mastermind or something offer Mm -hmm. than that. But are you familiar with the um, Russell Brunson's uh, value ladder? Yeah. Well, you tell us again. (laughs) Well, he goes into it uh, quite extensively in his first book, Dotcom Secrets. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a way to, to kind of meet your, your customers where they are, right? So not everybody that enters your world either has a thousand pounds to, uh, to, to consume your information or is ready to spend that with you. Some people are, and that's why that product exists. But for a lot of people, a $10 book is going to be better, a better fit. Um, and it's, it's a way to kind of even reach a new audience yeah. And then you can funnel the uh, percentage of those people then into a thousand dollar course or a thousand pound course from there. Um, and you just, it, it's a, it's a way to really serve your audience better by having multiple price points of multiple things. Uh, just like with you, I had a $5,800 product. I, I kind of met you where you were a $500 course wasn't what you needed back then, but, but a 50, a $5,800, you know, one-on-one uh, mentorship, um, was that. Um, and so I've definitely considered writing a book myself about courses, um, because it could be a very, just a, a good entry point, um, yeah. for people that aren't ready to sign up for a course. Um, but they, but they would be interested on a, on a $10 book. So I love, I love hearing that you're working on that. And I think there's a lot of great reasons to have both a course and a book. Yeah. It's a great feeling as well. I mean, I, I just am going to enjoy being an author. Um, I know that sounds <laughs> a bit shallow, but um, I'm, I'm, we recently had pictures made up of the cover to 
to create the web page and um it just feels so much more real and already I'm feeling proud of the book that doesn't exist yet so I need to get on with finish writing it how close are you about halfway done or what yeah and coming up to halfway I've actually just recently rewritten the program and uh so some of the materials from that will go into the book and but I'm about halfway through writing the book um but yeah I need to just keep head down and get on with it and and what is your plan to to get it out there are you going to self-publish it or do you have a publisher lined up what are you thinking yeah, so I will self-publish with a publisher. There's the, they're called hybrid publishers who uh, give you the service of having a publisher, but obviously you pay for it yourself. Whereas when you're being published traditionally, I believe they pay you. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, I have a few, few more topics I'd love to get in, into with you. You have a few more minutes for me? Yeah. Awesome. This has been, uh, this has been so great um, diving into this a, a little deeper and... Um, I'm excited to share this with the audience. Testimonials. I've seen, uh, I've seen some testimonials of your students lately. How important do you think testimonials are uh, if you're going to have an online course business? Wow, they're really, really important because humans, we like to follow what other people have done, what we've seen other people doing, other people who've got results. Like I wanted to follow you because I could see that you had results and that you're on Patlin's um, it was the Ask Pat one, but and you've been on the Pat Flynn's full smart passive income one as well. So I think testimonials are super super important. Um, and what I have found because I was on a call just before here because I used to do individual calls. If people can buy the course within the program, or they can click to say book a call. And the calls used to be individual calls, but I've now started making them group calls and the rent-to-rent strategy session. So I actually have one at 7 p.m. on a Monday. So I had one just before this. this that's, uh, that's a sales call? That's not something inside your course. That's a sales call, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Well, I've never heard of a group sales call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, d- I don't know if I would call it a sales call, but yes, yes. The point is to give people more information, answer their questions so that they can move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the only way that I could sustainably keep going with the, the with the calls. So, um, and two of the ladies t- this evening were saying, I saw Maria and Maria inspired me because Maria is a mom of three and one of them's a mom of three and the other one's got a similar job to what Maria had. So the type of testimonials that I have found really work well is things where you're having a conversation, you're finding out the person's story and people just so resonate with it. Um, and I do myself as well when I go to other people's websites and see that there's a lot of people uh, who've given testimonials. What I think most people would agree that they're important and the more testimonies, the better. Where people struggle is, is, the, is, is how, to, how to get them, how to have a system to get them, um, to, to not to not uh, come across super like, I don't know if scammy is the right word, but just like obnoxious by asking for testimonials. What is your process for getting them? People love telling their story. Mm. And if you give it a name, okay. So we have got the rent to rent rock stars. Mm. Some people join our course just so that when they get their first deal, they can be part of the rent to rent rock stars. So, a name I like that. I don't know why I hadn't thought of that. 
Uh, yeah, you give it a name, and uh, you could, you could. I remember Nate mentioned about having t-shirts, mm-hmm. so we could, we don't have t-shirts yet, but that would be a great thing to have as well. That they can be on there with their t-shirt on doing the interview. Um, so, so give it a name. We also have another. I do a live series, a Facebook live series, um, and it's called Property Game Changers, and everyone wants to be on that as well <laughs> i've just started another one for our membership club which is which is mon- monthly and i've called it the legend series so uh we've had an investment legend a sourcing legend and then we're going to have so anyone you invite wants to come on because the branding is all legend <laughs> so you have these you have these platforms for for people to come on and share your story and you're saying that people enjoy doing that yes but are you having to ask them or are they just knocking on your door to come on? Oh, no. Well, when they tell me that they've got their first property, then I say, fantastic, you'll be able to come on rock stars. And then I have a little process. You don't have to have a VA, but I have a VA. And she knows what to send as the invite for the rock stars, how to book it in. And um, there's some artwork that goes with it and so on. And we set up that meeting in StreamYard. It's live going into the group and all the other places it goes. And then after that, it goes on to the podcast. Amazing. Uh, About how many students do you have at this point? Well, altogether, we've had, um, I believe it's um, 250 odd. No, it's 277 people we've had altogether. Our total revenue um, to date is £267,000 and some... Just about a year, a little over a year, basically. uh, Is it a year and a half? 20 months, I think it says here. Yeah, not, I mean, not a ton of expenses either. Like we're talking... Uh, my my margins are probably about 50%, but I I would say your, your, your margins are probably better than that. Yeah, uh, I would, I would, I would guess so, but not much better. I think mm-hmm. we we we've started looking at the profit every, um, you know, regularly on, on our weekly meetings. I think we were when we last looked, we we were higher, but we're about sixty percent at the moment. Just a couple more questions for you, Stephanie. Um, let's talk a little bit more about tech. Uh, we 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 established that you're not necessarily the tech person, um, but you figured some things out along the way. Uh, what are what are your top you know three four tools that you're using, software and platforms that you're using to uh, to execute your online course business? Yeah. Um, so I have to start this off by saying that what I say what we're using is not necessarily you know like I've I've looked at all of them and thought this is the best. Uh, it's just whatever we're using. But one that I really loved that I obviously learned from you was Deadline Funnel, and that is how we're doing our our, our Evergreen. So people get that five day window to buy at the special price, and that's amazing. And uh, Jack Bourne. Um, invited me on his uh, blog to talk mm-hmm. about it, which was lovely, lovely, lovely guy. Um, yes, he is. Episode 96 of this podcast. Uh, I talk about Deadline Funnel and him all the time, as you know. And I remember seeing uh, him promote that interview with uh, with you. So that, that was really cool to see. Yeah. And uh, so, so Deadline Funnel, our course is on Thinkific. Uh, we use ClickFunnels uh, as well. And... I don't know. I, I love using Loom. You use a different one for screen 
mm-hmm. sharing a screen recording. I love the stream yard for all the reasons that I mentioned earlier. It's really good. The recording quality is really great. I get lots of um, compliments on the audio for my podcast and I'm just using StreamYard to record it. But I, I mean, I got myself one of the, I got myself a decent microphone. Not, not a hugely expensive one. It, I actually went on Pat Flynn's course. Yeah, so power, I, power Up Podcasting. I, I did that two years ago when I started this podcast. Um, an active campaign for email, I believe. Oh my gosh. I, I'm so glad you brought that up, Jacques, because that was another way when I reflect on it, that you really made, that was a game changer because that, I don't think I, with the best will in the world, (laughs) would have been able to create the um, automation for the email system. And the email system really is the, the workhorse of it all. Uh, You know, that's what makes it all happen. And, And you gave your automation basically yeah my automation my emails and everything yeah um very cool okay uh we uh we worked together for about eight weeks um did you have any other mentors or coaches or programs like that along the way that that helped you succeed here um this was the biggest one as far as the um what's the thing called as far as the evergreen funnel is concerned Mm -hmm. this you you know working with you was really was really it um, I've, I've, I, I tried to learn, Oh, tell you, tell you who was amazing. The Facebook ads course. Uh, do you know Claire Pelletro? No, that doesn't ring a bell. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You should definitely check her out. Claire Pelletro. Um, and she has a Facebook ads course. Uh, uh is it called Facebook ads accelerator or something? Um, but it was really, really good. It was like in, plain English. I set up my ads and they worked straight away. And I, using what she explained to me, I could turn off the ones that weren't so good and keep the ones and really got loads of leads. Because when I very, very first started with the ads, just after, after I worked with you, and that was the July, and then by September, everybody, I put everybody through the funnel and I was only getting five new people a day. So that's like 35 new people a week. So I thought this isn't enough. So uh, I'm now getting more through organic. But anyway, that was at the time. And I immediately put these ads on. And I immediately went the first week of it. And I, I watched back the Jack Bourne video recently. And I saw that I was talking to him in the first week. And I'd gone from 37 the week before I did the ads to 137 leads in the week after I did the ads. And those ads really uh, converted, converted well for us. So uh, it was good. So you took, you took the course, you implemented what was in the course and got results pretty much immediately. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever outsourced the Facebook ads at this point? I just, I just started. I think you said that earlier. Yeah. Okay. What what was your process for finding somebody to, to help you manage that? Yeah, it's it. I would have done it ages ago, but um, I asked. Uh, somebody was raving about a Facebook ads person, somebody who I trust, and so I thought, you know what, I'll give it a whirl. Very cool, Stephanie. Before we met, you were listening to this very podcast, and that's one of the things that uh, inspired you to reach out to me. Um, but you, you, you know what it's like to be a listener of this podcast and, and uh, kind of taste success a little bit. Um, if, if you could, if you could kind of speak to yourself uh, when you were first 
listening to the podcast, right? What, what would you have wanted to tell yourself now, right? Like think about the, the average listener of this podcast who, um, who is thinking about starting an online course or they've recently started, you know, they, they, they put something together, they launched, they sold 24 copies. They're excited, but it's like, what's next? Like having, having been successful for the past year and a half now, and, um, and you're continuing to get better and better and better. What message would you have wanted to tell yourself back then through a, through a platform like this podcast? Wow. You've got some great questions there, Jacques. Um, I, I would like to say you have everything that you need within you to be successful. You only have to believe it because when you believe that you can be successful, it's so much easier to take the steps that you need to take. So that's, that's the first and fundamental part. Um, but the second part is to just be curious uh, it is fun as well. And go out there and, and find the people who you want to work with, who are going to help you to get to where you want to get to. Um, obviously, people listening here are lucky because they're already in touch with you, Shark. And uh, I just really recommend that you join, you know, do the free trainings, join the groups. And then if it's right for you, jo- join the programs that, that Jock has created for you. I mean, he's, you know the results speak for themselves. Well, once again, thank you so much for the kind words. Um, I'm glad you said, believe you can be successful because kind of what I alluded to early on in the conversation is I don't know that I've worked with anybody that I got that from as much as I did with working with you. You always believed that you were going to be successful. I mean, we talk about your second launch where you really wanted a hundred people you really like, I remember like trying to talk you down off that number. Cause it just didn't seem realistic to me. I'm like, look, let's try to get five. And you're like, no, Jacques, I want a hundred. And, and obviously what happened was somewhere in the middle, you got 30 and you were a little disappointed with that. Um, but you set a huge goal and you missed, but because it was such a big goal, it was still a huge success. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I'm glad you said, believe you can be successful because I think that was, extremely true in your case. And I think a lot of people listening to this, a lot of people I work with could do that so much better and could like really need to, to, to let that message from you resonate and learn from your story and believe in themselves and look, look at where you want to be. Like, look, where do I want to be in a week? Where do I want to be a month? You know, put, put numbers behind it. Um, and, and, and maybe put yourself outside your comfort zone um, with the goals that you set, because if you set bigger goals and miss, well, you're still, you know, it's like in your case, it was far better than zero or five or 10. So um, awesome. I think people are going to get a lot of out of this episode. Can, can I add something else? Please do. Um, I just want to say, because I realized that this might seem quite, oh, well, this girl, you know, really believes in herself. Well, yeah, I do now. But for uh, the longest time, I just had a bad self-esteem and I didn't believe in myself and I didn't try anything. So if, if that's where you are, then I think it's, there's the three mantras that I really, you know, try to live by and try to, our community is, is, is all based on, on these mantras, which is believe bigger, be bolder and be a game changer. And believe bigger is just because it is part of the human condition 
not to believe because believing something new and different is dangerous. And so, you know, all of your default settings often go against anything. So believing bigger is a practice where you you keep practicing it, you succeed at one thing, then you can believe a little bit bigger. So be bolder is because, again, another human default setting, we have so many of the negative ones, is to hide and not want anyone to see you or notice that you're doing something different or notice that you're selling something and your auntie might criticize you. Um, you know, so it's, it's just to be bolder and let them, let them see you, let them like it or not like it and just maintain that you love yourself. So be bolder and be a game changer is the exciting one because through things like having your own online course and believing in yourself, putting your special knowledge out in the world, you get to be a game changer in your own life. You get to surprise yourself. You get to be a game changer for your family, in your community and in our world. And there's no greater joy really than that. So I just encourage you, if you are feeling that maybe um, you're not ready to do this, to um, just take the very next step that's right in front of you. That was beautiful. That was that, and a great way to just wrap this up. Um, just a, just a really huge inspiration. Um, thank you again, Stephanie, for coming on. Uh, let's just remind people um, where they could connect with you or find your stuff. It's rentorensuccess.com is kind of the, the course homepage. There's also hmoheaven.co.uk. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And then of course the uh, rent to rent success podcast. Yes. Am I missing anything? No, um, just if anybody wants to message me and uh, get in touch personally, then I'm at Stephanie T Property on Instagram. But if you go to any of the websites that Shark mentioned, you should see there how to get in touch with us. Perfect, Stephanie. Thank you so much. Pleasure catching up, and uh, let's not uh, let's not wait so long to uh, catch up next time. Thank you. Take care, David. We're back. That was a, that was a long one, but a good one. I, you know, I tried, I want to get just like a little more casual with these conversations. Like I told Stephanie going into it before we hit record, like, look, I have my iced coffee sitting here. Like I pretend we're at a coffee shop and I, we haven't talked in eight months, which is true. Like, tell me what I want to hear what's going on and kind of dig into your story deeper and not be like super businessy and all these super prepared questions. And I just had a ton of fun with it. I hope it came across that way uh, to the listeners. Sure. Yeah. Great, great energy between the two. <laughs> she is, she is a character, man. So I said it several times, her, just her, her drive and her willingness to get around obstacles is, is what really struck me. And I, and I think some of that is natural for her, but I think that people listening to this can, can take away, take that away from her story and and just keep that in the back of their mind whenever they're they're plugging forward and they hit a roadblock or they hit something they don't know that they're going to be able to do to just remember Stephanie's Taylor uh, Stephanie Taylor's story and uh and and do your very best to get through it that was my biggest takeaway yeah well along those lines my key takeaway i said was that i need to go on some green drink retreats <laughs> and like fast because like a couple different times she said yeah. like you know, she had this goal and she just like, I, I would have liked to know a little bit more about it, but she, she took off by herself, only drank green juice and like, just got a ton of stuff done. And it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like when she has something really big, she wants to accomplish, 
uh, that's a formula that works. Um, it made me think back to um, episode 118 that we did together was Make Time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the authors of Make Time wrote another book called Sprint, which is just uh, this formula for technology companies to uh, accomplish a huge goal. But kind of the same thing as it sounds like her green juice fast is like uh, just really just hammer a project out. Yeah. So. And I, I don't know that she was doing any of those retreats or fasts or whatever while we were working together. But even even without that, she would she would just put her head down. And, and Nikki, Nikki as well, her sister, Nikki, they, they were just such a great team. Every time I would meet, it would be both of them. And they were they're just they're so different, but they work so well together. And they would be like, all right, Nikki, Nikki, you do this, this and this. I'm going to do this, this and this. We're going to get back together. And every time we'd meet again, they would they would have it done and more. And that's I told her that several times when we were working together. It's like, look, you're you're doing everything I'm asking you to do. And I really appreciate that. And because of that, you're going to get results. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, and so that was really cool. And the there, there's an acronym, uh, BHAG. I think I, I've heard Dave Ramsey talk about it. Mm-hmm. Big, hairy, audacious goals, right? And that's uh, that's something that she does. She sets these big, hairy, audacious goals. And like I told her, during the conversation, um, if you do that and, and you hit the goals, amazing. Wow. And and that's kind of what she's done now with with a you know a 15, 20,000 pound uh, per month uh, course. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes you make these these B hags and you don't you don't quite hit it. But um, but if you miss a little bit, then, then you're still making great progress. Like with that launch course, you wanted to do 100 sales and got uh, and got 30. Exactly. Yeah, there's that cheesy little quote. If you shoot for the moon and miss, you still land among the stars. So <laughs> that's cheesy. That's yeah. No, but it's I mean it's that's like exactly, a dad quote. Yeah, no, totally. Good for you. It's it's it, it's exactly what I'm talking about. It's a little it's a little cheesy on the uh on the cheesy side, but it's it's exactly what I'm talking about. Um man, I'm I'm sure you got a list over there. What what else what else are you thinking from this episode? Oh man, when you read her application, I could like, I wasn't watching the video at that point, but I could just like hear her blushing through the audio. Um, But that, yeah, that part had me just laughing out loud about where she said, uh, well, it was so funny because she said that people approach her and they're like, you know, they act like they're talking to a star, like they know her and, and just, uh, feel like she's their best friend. And, uh, she said that she feels the same way about you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, podcast is just such an intimate medium. You do really feel like you're catching up with a good friend. And, uh, so I could, I could relate to what she was saying, but it also had me just laughing out, laughing out loud. Yeah. I get, I get messages from people all the time. It's like, Hey, Jacques, I've been listening to the podcast for a while. Really feel like I know you've gotten so much value from you. And it's, it's so weird for me because I, I, you know, I'm just now meeting this person and, and mm-hmm. they seem to know me so well because I have this podcast platform, but yet I don't know them very well. And, um, it could, we can definitely talk about the reverse scenario of the, you know, the podcast that I listen to, I listen to smart passive income for years. Now I actually know Pat Flynn, but, um, you know, I know so much more about him than he does about me, but with Stephanie, you know, she, her, her original platform was not a podcast like this. She's got one now, but she just started putting all that valuable content out on Facebook and people would consume it. People would con- consume it that she didn't know that and, and she didn't know all the people that were consuming her content, but she was building up a lot of goodwill and trust and, and genuinely helping people. And so, uh, but by the time they'd reach out to her and, and share with her the impact that she was having, it's, it's, you know, I can definitely relate to that. It's, it's, um, it's one of the main reasons that 
that I do stuff like this, both on the piano side and on the online course side. But yeah, the uh, reading the application, I had a lot of fun with it. I didn't tell her <laughs> I was going to do that. Uh, in fact, I kind of got the idea to do that while we were talking. I was like, oh, this would probably be fun. And she she doesn't she doesn't strike me as the type of person that gets embarrassed super easily. Like she'll kind of act that way, but I don't know that she really does. And, and we talked before we recorded that she was pretty much an open book. There wasn't there wasn't really anything she wanted to stay away from. So I just I went for it, and I do think it added um, added something to the conversation. And hearing her reaction was really funny. Definitely, um, along the lines of uh, you being on the interview with Pat Flynn. Um, one thing is I listened to both the Choose FI and the Pat Flynn interview. Um, the question or kind of the story that I felt was missing was you sharing one of your students' success mm. stories um, and really um, kind of taking credit for like, you know, especially on Choose FI, um, you know, sharing Nate's story about how you mentored this guy, um, took his course to the next level, and now he's helping all these people have a, have a, a lucrative side hustle. Um, and so that was really cool. And as you get back into the interviews, I guess, um, with these course creators, I would ask you to ask them like, Hey, are you able to share like a favorite success story of one of your students? Um, that's something that, that I think that we could hear some great stories from that. And it just, um, it lets the course creator just share the real meaning behind what they're doing when they get to share one of their students' successes. So I would love to hear that in these upcoming interviews. Man, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because as you know, lately I've been saying a lot, like student success is probably the number one success, success factor of an online course business, right? I value my, uh, my student success in, in piano and in this side, uh, very highly. And for, on the piano side, I have over 500 testimonials. It's my, my testimonial process is very important to me and, and making sure my customers are happy and, and learning and getting results, actually taking the course and all that. And so, um, I pre like, you're almost calling me out. Like I did those two big interviews and I talked about me and my story a lot. And, you know, like story brand by Donald Miller talks about how you're not the, you're not the hero of the story. You're the, you're the guide. And that's how I feel. Like, I feel like I want to be the guide for people, um, that, that I know I can help. And the people that I know I can help are, are people that have always struggled with learning piano or who are, uh, who are struggling with online courses in some some way or another, I know those are the two areas that I can help people, um, and and so I should have shared more stories like like Nate's story or Stephanie's story or exactly you know, yeah people people like that. Um, I'm going to keep that in mind, and I'm going to also keep that in mind in future conversations with podcast guests because people I'm having on are Im- impacting other people as well. And it's, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, I should have been like Stephanie, like you've you have 270 whatever. Uh, students, you've got all these these platforms for them to come on and share their story. Like, what's what's one story you could tell us about about somebody who um who was really impacted by your message and, and your course? And I dropped the ball on that one, man. But you know, gotta uh, continue to up level, like we talked about before. And I'm I'm making notes here, and I'll I'll try to uh to to bring that up more because I think it's very important. It's all right. I forgive you. That's why I keep you around, man. You're just you're just so nice to me. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. The, and speaking of the testimonials and all that, giving it a name, how brilliant was that? Like that the, was. the the rent to rent uh, rock stars. Like that's 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 brilliant. And I've been a part of of multiple 
communities of courses um, that their big thing was ring the bell. Mm. You you make your first sale, you do this, you do, you accomplish a certain goal. It's like ring the bell and people would post gifts and images like ring the bell. I made my first sale or, um, or other things. And so I don't really have much like that in, in any of my programs or courses. And I think something tangible like that, where it's like, I can, I can, you know, ring a virtual bell or, or I can, I can be a, a rock star of some sort. I think that's super powerful. Well, I'm going to harp on it again, but I think it should be uh, the first time they perform for somebody else. And uh, yeah, then if they want to record it, like, oh man, still, still encourage you to get, get people motivated to perform for other people. I think that's, uh, if you get some of those videos coming in, those could be hugely powerful. Yeah. I had, uh, I remember seeing a, a video fairly recently of, of somebody they posted in the Facebook group and it's a video of her playing up the piano and she's, she's doing an amazing job and her, and the, the camera is kind of slowly sneaking up on her. And she put in the, in the post that her husband recorded her without her even knowing, but it, it, it turned out really well because she wasn't, she wasn't nervous because she didn't know nice. she was on camera. So she did a great job with it and therefore wasn't, um, wasn't afraid to post it in the Facebook group. But man, I'm taking so many notes from this conversation with you, just ideas. And, and I appreciate it very much. Uh, let's see what else, what else on your side from this conversation? Well, I mean, I, I just, just got to call out this, this conversation highlights the value, um, that people that want to get coached or mentored by you or take your course right now, um, just the incredible value. So again, I mean, Stephanie paid $5,800 for this coaching. Um, she had a one-on-one component that was higher, but essentially a person can join next level courses right now for, either just simply signing up for a ClickFunnels membership through your affiliate link, or is it 67 or $69? That's what it is right this moment is you have two options. Um, You can sign up for ClickFunnels through my link and you get free access to next level courses. Or if you already have ClickFunnels or you don't want to have ClickFunnels, which more people are taking this second option than I even than I ever realized. I really wanted people to do the ClickFunnels option <laughs> because I just felt like that would be a really big win-win um, for people to actually have some software that that hopefully they'll use and I can share templates and so on um, and then not have to pay anything extra for for mentorship and coaching. But yeah, right now it's it's $67 a month if you if you don't want to do that and you just want to pay money and several people have gone down that path. But uh, I'm definitely going to increase that. And the, the free ClickFunnels route is probably going to go away eventually uh, because I am giving a lot of value in that group. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to kind of restart it with a bang. And it and it has been. It's been a, so much fun. Um, everybody in there has a course already looking to get better. And, uh, and I'm able to... Th- there are moments where we have kind of one-on-one, you know, the group coaching sessions. I'll bring on one person at a time and we'll, we'll work through it together. And it's been a lot of fun and people are interacting with each other as well. So yeah, just just go to theonlinecourseguy.com, uh, go to programs at the top and then click on next level courses. You'll see more details there. But that's the two ways to get in. But I promise that it's going to be more uh, expensive down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And personally, uh, again, my backstory, I signed up for your course on how to make a course. Um, I paid $697. Um, after that, it went up to $997 and you had people paying those amounts to take your course on how to make a course. And currently people can buy the book Expert Secrets and get the newer version of that course. So yeah, just, um, I mean, it's super cool, win-win and uh, very valuable offers. 
to uh, get people to reach their goals. Awesome. Thanks for that. Um, thanks for that, David. Uh, okay. What else? Anything on your list? Um, it, you had a discussion about the value ladder and you yeah. said that you were thinking about writing a book and yeah. previously you've talked about hating writing. So <laughs> what's the story there? Are we going to see a book by Jacques Hopkins? Oh, it's possible. Um, I think, you know, I kind of I kind of have a book already, right? It's my Piano in 21 Days workbook. It's almost 100 pages long. There's a lot of yeah. words in there, but that is that has evolved through the years. I've definitely gotten uh, some help from Emily on that, who's a fantastic writer. Uh, and and I've even I've even put that book in the hands of of my sister who's who's has a graduate degree in English and, and a good friend of mine who also has a graduate degree in English and I've, I've a lot of people who are far better at writing than me have helped me uh, craft what that book is today. But as you know, I've been driving a lot on that road trip and I just think about all kinds of stuff and you know this concept of the value ladder. A book is a great thing to have at the bottom. It's a, mm-hmm. a book is a great thing to have at the bottom. A course is a great thing to have at in the middle, and then some sort of mastermind and coaching is is a great thing to have more toward the top. And so I just feel like right now I'm I'm asking people to buy expert secrets to enter my beginner course, and I'm I'm sending traffic to to somebody else, and then and then back to me. It's like, well. I could, you know, they could, they could just buy a, my book <laughs> instead mm-hmm. at, at the bottom end. And so that's just kind of a thought going through my head. I, it's, I'm not the type of person that's just going to sit down and write for 10 hours, but I could totally see myself just like recording a bunch of audio, you know, sending that to Emily or, or somebody else um, and, and getting those, the, not, not necessarily transcribed, but getting those ideas down on paper in, in a good you know, book format or good, you know, good words formatted for a book. So by no means am I, am I announcing a, a, an online courses book, but it's just an idea that I'm, that I'm thinking about. And I was thinking about it through the lens of the value ladder. Yeah. I like that. I could see where you could do that pretty easily. And it sounds like, I mean, Emily's just an amazing writer. So yeah, kind of co-writing it with her and um, you know, you already have the outline in general. So yeah, totally. It would. Yeah, I, I, I know what the 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 synopsis and thesis of the the book would be, and I've got a lot on my mind right now, and I'm I'm trying to get better and better at prioritize prioritizing projects, and that's certainly not a top one right now, but it could be down mm-hmm. the road. And uh, and yeah, I'm so uh, I'm so thankful to have Emily every day. It's just one of her many her many. Um, strengths is 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 writing and i you know i've got my seo guy and originally his original scope like years ago was was to do a lot of the content writing and we've switched transit we've transitioned to where he's more focused on analytics and and putting plans together and, and ideas and then um, myself and emily will will handle the content and writing and i said myself and emily it's mostly her and i remember maybe eight months ago we did we did a batch of like five or six blog posts and you remember my SEO guy Caleb. He this is what he does. Like he's got a content. He got he's got content writers and um, and content writing is a big part of SEO. And he was like, man, these are the best articles that I have I've ever seen. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so yes, uh, shout out to Emily who is uh, is probably listening to this because she does the show notes for this show. So um, awesome stuff. What else? Oh, not too much. I mean, yeah, it was interesting. I, I have an older brother and a younger sister. So 
as she was talking about working with her sister, I was like, oh man, yeah, that, <laughs> that wouldn't go well. I don't know. No. What would happen if you uh, tried to team up and partner with your siblings? Could you make it work or would there be some battles? Man, I think I, we could make it work. Um, and, and one of my sisters, I've talked about this before, is an amazing uh, artist, the one who has a graduate degree in English. Uh, she's now a full-time artist. Uh, it, by the way, that's Denise Hopkins, findart.com. Uh, shout out to her. Go check out her, her, her painting. She's amazing. And I really want her to put a course together of some sort. So we, we could work together in that capacity. But I just, not only can I not imagine like owning a company with a sibling, I just, like I said, told Stephanie, I just, uh, like when I have a, a business, like I want to own 100% and, and the the successes are at the end of the day, you know, come back to, to, to me because I'm, I'm fully in charge, but so do the failures too. And I all of that falls back on me at the end of the day and there's no blaming anybody else. Uh, and so that's just, that's just what has worked best for me. I don't know that I, I, I could do that, man. Mm-hmm. But, Same here. But that's great that they've made it work. And we've had a lot of people on the podcast where they, I don't know if they would have had success without having some sort of partnership, whether it's a, a sibling or a spouse or just a business partner. There's been plenty of those mm-hmm. as well. And you just have to find what, what model is going to work best for you. Exactly. So we talked about next level courses. Um, the online course guy.com click on next level courses. I also want to give another shout out to deadline funnel because we mentioned that several times, um, throughout here. And we have a special deal just for, for this audience. It's a double free trial. Uh, the normal, if you just go to deadlinefunnel.com, you can sign up for a 14 day trial, uh, free trial. Or if you go through this link, then you can get a 28 day free trial. That's, um, something very generous that, Jack Bourne, the creator over there, uh, set up for for me and for, and for well, really for the the listeners of this podcast. So that is deadlinefunnel.com slash OCG for online course guide. Deadlinefunnel.com slash OCG. Um, so if you're going to sign up for Deadline Funnel, you might as well get a double free trial out of it. I think we may be coming to the end of this, of this episode. This is probably going to be one of the longest, if not longest, in the history of the podcast. Oh, it's got to be. But the best one yet, right? Always trying to do the best one uh, next for sure. Hopefully, we can even do better next week. So, uh, just a quick reminder that this is uh, this week on the podcast feed or is going to be a little different. We'll have this full episode on uh, on a Tuesday, and then stay tuned uh, because I'm going to be cutting out clips from this uh, and posting them throughout the week. And and like I said earlier, please post, give me feedback in the Facebook group, uh, you know, search up the online course community on Facebook. A lot of people listening to this podcast are hanging out there, or you can send me an email. Um, and so on. I'd love to hear back from listeners on the uh, new format and if you like it or hate it. So with that, I think that's going to do it for this episode. You can find those show notes written by Emily by going to the online course slash 144. And once again, check out Next Level Courses. Or if you're a complete beginner, the program for you is the Online Course Accelerator. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks again, and we'll talk next week.